I'm Eric Martin. Welcome to Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'll be your host for our exclusive VIP dining experience where you'll meet top restaurateurs and other special guests. First, you'll get to know our celebrity restaurant owner, enjoy an amazing front-of-the-house virtual culinary experience, and then wrap up by learning key action steps, insights, and inspiration for thriving in the food service industry. Now, let's get rolling. Okay, Passion Nation, welcome to Episode 8 of Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'm your host, Eric Martin. I'm extremely excited to be here today with Mr. Jason Collins. Okay, Jason, before I give you a full and proper introduction, say what's up to Passion Nation. Hey, Passion Nation. So glad to be here, Eric. Thank you for taking the time to talk to uh, people in the restaurant industry and to help other people in the restaurant industry. You got it. Sounds great. Okay, so to give Jason a full and proper introduction, Jason grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. He was a veteran of Desert Storm and spent 15 years in global product and business development with offices in Amsterdam and Los Angeles. He developed his he developed the first snowboard boots for the Olympic snowboarding team. He also has several product and method patents. In 2005, he moved his family back to Tennessee, settling in Franklin. Then in 2015, he launched one of the first juice bar franchises. So Jason had a tremendous background and then decided to uh, uh, start into the restaurant industry, right? Right. That's right. And uh, we're excited to learn about uh, juice bar today. So Jason... um, what do you want our front of the house VIPs to know about your restaurant's unique experience that they may not know? Uh, every, everything in our store is made in our store. It's delivered fresh uh, every day, a lot from local farms. We support all the local agriculture community. So um, that's one of the things it's like a lot of people don't realize that every morning we're here at 530 in the morning making our salads, our spring rolls, our pad thai salads, our soups, everything is going to be made um, uh, in the store with um, the freshest ingredients and healthiest ingredients in the economy. So I don't think people realize that uh, that we're here that early getting started on juicing and and everything else. You are probably right. And and the ingredients are top, top of the line. There's no question. When you compare your products, your menu to others in the the segment, smoothies, juices, the quality of products are second to none at Juice Bar, no doubt. So, well, great. Very good. And so at Juice Bar, uh, what is your most popular and owner-recommended items on the menu? Describe those for us. Well, we have a, I mean, our green smoothie, our dock, are amazing. Both of them are super healthy, super nutritious. Our smoothie bowls are amazing. So, and our, of course, our juices. I would say foremost would be, um, you know, if you look at the green smoothie, it's got kale, spinach, frozen banana, frozen pineapple, coconut milk, apple juice, and apple lemon. And the beauty of our chef, who was a vegan chef, her approach is balanced. So, you know, if you're going to put something really strong like kale, 
yeah. and a smoothie, and it still still tastes amazing. You got to balance it with lemon, which is, which is really interesting. And then the coconut milk adds the cream, so it's it's just a a, a really nice balanced healthy smoothie with a, you know, a cup of spinach and a cup of kale and then a half a lemon. And then the other items that even balance the sweet part of it make it taste really good. Absolutely, and I've the the last time we talked. You told me about the green smoothie, and I had never. And I'm a regular. I'm in juice bar multiple times a week. And you told me about the green smoothie, and I had never tried it. And I've tried it now, and it is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. uh, you're right. Yeah, it's one of our number ones. We have a few that you know that that kind of are always battling for that number one spot, and that's usually always one of our number one smoothies because it does. It tastes amazing, and then after you drink it, you feel great. So it's 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 energy sustaining. It's you know it's all broken down, so it's really easy to digest. So it's just it's it's, it's great. You know, people need kale. Kale is also a, a plant protein source. So you're getting protein. You're getting the potassium from the spinach. I mean, it's just you get high vitamin C from half a lemon. It's like you know it's great. Right. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. And I know that um, definitely. Um, you guys are on trend uh, having healthy menu items and, you know, research is showing and some of the most on-trend things this year are uh, menu items that are healthy for the gut that provide some kind of nutritional benefit, boost immunity, and practically everything on your menu will boost immunity. So. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we do shots. We have ginger shots, which are huge. You know, they're really popular. Uh, ginger shots, we'll do a sniffle stopper shot, where it's basically an ounce of lemon, juice, juiced lemon, super, super sour, with juiced ginger, which is really spicy. And uh, those balance each other out, and uh, they're just, they're really good, and they're great for inflammation, and massive dose of vitamin C, and they're really good for the stomach as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you guys are one of the best-kept secrets in Franklin and Juice Bar. It's got multiple locations around the country as well. So what's another key must-try item when we come visit you at your restaurant? Well, you know, we're known for our juices, so they're, you know, they're great. Our sweet greens. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll have some of our true daily repeat customers who are the pros. They'll come in and they'll be like, you know what, I want, I want a large, but I want it mixed with fresh greens, orange you glad, and we got to be... So they're covering all their leafy vegetables with their roots, and they're getting it all in a 24-ounce drink. And uh, and there they go for their daily allowance of veggies. I mean, it's it's great. So um, those are that's one of the pro tips that we have from some of our most you know dearest customers. Absolutely, yeah. The juices we got to beat is definitely one of my favorites. Um, yeah, and you've got. Uh, orange you glad that is a fantastic item with carrot apple pineapple mint ginger and lemon i think that lemon and like you said you're talking about vui who is one of the co-founders of juice bar she is a gifted chef no question about it with the way she balances the items on the menu no doubt she definitely has that uh heightened uh flavor profile taste buds like you know the like the, the people that work for Chanel Number no. Five, and all, they, they have like a heightened sense of smell, and then you've got people with a heightened sense of taste buds. Even for people with the the sight for like perfect color, um, and hers is hers is balance and taste. She can taste things yeah. and make what you and you wouldn't even think of adding. Like for example, our very good 
you balance out half a lemon with cashew. And that's where her being a vegan food chef, her approach towards juicing and smoothies is from a food culinary approach, not just a, a smoothie or juice approach, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'll juice this and this and this and just put it all together and it's going to be healthy. And yeah, it'll probably be healthy, but it may not taste that good. And so the right. key to her is she's made everything taste great. And that's why it's mainstream. Yeah. Because it's got to right. taste, taste good. You know, healthy, healthy can and should taste great, and you should feel good. And that's, that's, what, she's, that's what she's done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she has hit the bullseye at Juice Bar. So I would encourage everybody not to be afraid to try something new on the menu because right. it is going to taste well. She's a super taster. She's gifted. She's working in her gifting and she's hit the the nail on the head. Yeah, she's a dynamo for sure. She, she runs yeah. circles. She's, she'll see her working in the kitchen. That's her thing. She doesn't she uh, there's uh, anything in the job in the kitchen. She'll do it. She'll do it faster than anybody else. And she doesn't even blink an eye. She's amazing. Yeah, fantastic. So share with us one key front-of-the-house strategy, core value, or behavior that's geared toward maximizing each each guest experience when they come see you at Juice Bar. So, you know, people, when people come in, you know, healthy eating, even though, we've, even though it's more mainstream and it's becoming more and more, and the, the price where, you know, prices are tough to, to control, so it's, it is expensive. It's expensive. It's not as expensive. If you look at it in the whole ounce of prevention versus versus a pound of cure, it's right. priceless because you eat healthy, your body is going to be prepared to handle to you know to fight off virus and infection, et cetera. So, so and if you look at it like that, it's not that bad. But one of the main things is you know we know our expense, our prices are a little high, but not. I mean, industry wide, they're where they're supposed to be. But use fresh. Uh, organics and vegetables and, um, and fruit, then there's going to be uh, you know, a pretty high cost that comes with that. And so when we know that we're creating a premium product, we have to go over the top and create a premium um, experience with it. You know, it needs to be an experience. It needs to be memorable. It needs to be, you know, we, we want to know people's names on a, in more of a genuine, not just a, um, from a customer service, customer service service approach, you know Chick Fil A, those guys, super nice, but it's very, very uh, regimented in a sense. It's not sincere and it's not necessarily genuine. I'm not saying that, that those guys aren't nice. What I'm saying is, is that you can tell that it's a trained uh, customer service response. That's right. That they give, and it's nice. And hey, they're they're they do amazing things. So nothing to take against them. But what we're looking at is for more of a genuine. Um, sincere approach of like, you know, hey, we really hope you enjoy this. Hope you feel better. Hope, uh, you know, hope you're going to come and see us again. You know, no, getting to know them, getting to know their names, and uh, and yeah, you know, really accommodating. You know, we have people come in and tell tell us personal information about their diet or their health or medical uh, history. You know, what other restaurant does someone come in and tell you that kind of personal information? So. So that, that, that already creates a personal experience that for us is, um, you know, we, we're proud of that and we really want to uh, accommodate and be able to be a place where people can say, you know, my stomach doesn't feel well or, you know, whatever it is. And we, we can make recommendations for them. And that's, that's, that's really something that you don't really expect or get from other restaurants. And I don't think you really should. I mean, not, you know, if you go in and right. say, you know, hey, I'm, 
I'm at a you know a high end steak restaurant. I, um, let's go for an upset stomach. You know, they won't, right? No Whatever you know. So, so anyway, but we do. We have people come in and they'll give us their personal anecdotes, and we have to respond with uh, something sincere and, and for real. We work with nutritionists constantly, and we're getting you know good information all the time and up to date. So. It's not just trend. It's more of like just you know, it's being up to date with what people are doing, how they're how they're dining, how they're eating, and how they're responding to what's going on in the world with COVID and everything else. But that's one of the things: is equal premium product, premium experience. That's right. And um, I think with the whole coronavirus and everything going on right now, one of the biggest things that any of us can do is is eat things and do things to increase the strength of our immune system. And your menu is covered with items that increase the strength of your immune system, which is a pretty cool thing, you know? Absolutely. Immunity boosting is huge. If uh, you want to add a shot or you want to add a superfood or add something to everything to me, the menu is why I invested in this concept and you, everything on this menu has a healthy attribute. You, but the cool thing about it is you can even make it even more healthier if, if you want. It's going to mess with the flavor a little bit. However, we'll still make it taste good. But it, if someone wants a shot of ginger, they want to add some pea protein, or they want to add chia, they can do that. And um, you know, So that's, that's one of the things. Or like spirulina or probiotic. I mean, there's all these different things that we can add. Sometimes they mess with the flavor. Sometimes they don't. But a lot, you know, our staff they uh, they understand and they know that if they're going to add more spirulina into something, they got to balance it out. But you know, some right. people also they uh, they don't you know they don't mind. They want that nutrition. So if they want something that's going to be even further immunity boosting, then um, they can add it to almost anything. That Sound sounds great. That sounds great. So there are several menu items that we need to come try at Juice Bar that our listeners need to come try at Juice Bar. And uh, so as we wrap up the front of the house segment, I believe you mentioned something about an extra reward reward for Passion Nation listeners. Right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so anybody that know, that mentions Passion, Passion Nation, saw you on the podcast or anything, or hey, Mr. Eric told us to come by, Anything to do with this podcast, his podcast, or any, even any of the other set, sessions or the, the, the other people that were in the other podcast, just mention it and you'll get 25% off your, your order. Yeah. Your first yes. order. So yeah. that's, quite a generous, that's quite a generous offer, and uh, I look forward to people taking advantage of that to come see you and try some new items. So Thank that you. sounds great. Visit. Yes. Yeah, sounds great. So as we... That wraps up our front of the house segment. Let's roll into the back of the house segment. And um, so jumping into the back of the house segment, what one thing do you feel like you've done really well in the development of your restaurant? Well, one key thing we've done well is that we've taken the time to really get to know our customers. And for, for that, it's, it's, it's huge. It's personal. I've made some amazing personal friends throughout this uh, this experience, and uh, that's probably one of the uh, the best things is developing relationships with uh, the community and the customers. The thing that this is, you know, this is interesting is that, um, you know, you have a lot of people tell you really personal things at this restaurant, which I don't think that happens at many other restaurants. You know, their medical 
background, their, how they're feeling, you know, so you don't get that in other restaurants. So that, that was a right. bit of, uh, something. So the, the more that you, um, uh, get to know your customers and it's just, you know, the better. So I would say that was one of the things that we've been able to do. The, and one of the best ways of doing that is maintaining a pretty consistent staff. Consistency is always good. Consistency and balance in business, in life, in anything is always a good thing. And, um, you know, being able to adapt to change, know the health trends, um, knowing the safety trends, you know, that we're, especially that we're experiencing today, you know, juicing's, you know, been a proven health option. So breaking down fruits and vegetables to make it easy for our body to, to digest makes perfect sense. You know, it may not work for everybody, but a majority of people it does. And if they give it a chance, if they're having, you know, like, a lot of people have, like, gut health issues, and they don't even realize it. Their, sure. back, their bacteria right. in their stomach is, is all off. And they haven't given their stomach the opportunity to recreate the healthy gut bacteria that they need to have to feel, to feel good. And, but yet they'll keep right. going to fast food and they'll keep going to, to, you know, to McDonald's and they'll keep eating the wrong. And you no, know, don't get me wrong. You can have some of that, but if you're having that all the time, it is really going right. to wreak havoc on your stomach. And, um, you know, the, it, so, so anyway, so I would say adapting to all that and being able to get that message across. The other thing is safety. I mean, it's and constantly improving our kitchen, um, processes and practices, you know, and, and one good example is in January, we were already starting to train for the norovirus and the norovirus is a, is a surface virus. So, um, it was, you know, not, not like COVID, but to make sure that, that we're getting the staff to sanitize all the counters or something, we started in January and I didn't really know anything about COVID at that point. Uh, you know, I know it, it started, I think in November of 2019. Anyway, so, uh, we weren't, that wasn't on our, um, our, uh, our radar uh, at that time at that point. So, so we were focused on norovirus and making sure we had all of our surfaces clean. So then hits the tornado. <laughs> and when the tornado hit, right. that wiped out a, uh, our, our main dis- distribu- distri- um, distribution center and right. when your main distribution center gets hit. You know, you have to scramble and you have to find right. out where you can get all the stuff they're providing you and uh, they still haven't rebuilt. I think they're still tearing down. And so that's something, you know, but we, you know, they've done a great job in getting, you know, Louisville, Atlanta, Knoxville to, to drive their trucks to Franklin, Tennessee and to deliver. So what we need, so we can keep up being a, you know, being an essential health, healthy restaurant, you know? So, so for us, it was just saying, and then, oh, so that hit. And then, so while I'm scrambling and working with the, the reps who were fantastic, working with those reps, then what happens is, is um, a stay-at-home order from COVID-19. So, right. and Crazy but, year. Yeah, so that happened, I believe it was almost two months long. And that happened, and it was like, oh, my God, um, you know, what, what are we going to do? Because if you, you close down a business it takes time to build it back up. And, you know, I'm thankful and I'm very grateful that we were able to stay open. Um, you know, we were deemed essential. We became quickly, we adapted and became to go and delivery experts and, um, you know, uh, also safety experts, because that's the thing is like, 
a lot of our customers do have compromised immunities and, and we have to, um, you know, make sure that we're extremely cautious about, you know, all, all germs, not just, uh, COVID, but all, all germs and, uh, and for allergies. So, so that was one of the things that, that I'm very proud of our team. They all just rolled with it. You know, we would, we, we catch the information from our mayors or our governors and we'd print that information out. I'd print it and laminate it and put it on the counter, go over it with every one of the team members. And, um, and then there you go. They just rolled with it and they did a phenomenal job. Right. A lot of them are super clean anyway. So they, for them, right. they were like, you know, and then I, you know, I, uh, installed a safety shield and then I, you know, then I had a, you know, a small amount of business that actually spurred from that where other local businesses were like, Hey, where'd you get your shield? And I was like, you know, Hey, I can get you one. And then boom, it, you know, I ended up installing, installing a few around the area. So, so I would say adapting and changing and rolling with it and trying to, you know, the environment, when you open a business can change and the people that change with it and kind of help lead the way and kind of, those are the ones that survive and the ones that don't, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but you have to be a problem solver. You have to go with it. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be okay with change. And then you also have to think about like, you know, really from your consumer. I mean, a lot of times I'll walk through my front door just to see what is this, what does a customer see when they walk in? You know, are they going to see paper on the floor? Are they going to see something that's turned around? Are they going to see something? So I come in and I, I, I do that daily. You know, I, I, it's not that I'm, I'm not always in the store, but I'm here on a daily basis at different times of the day. And when I am, I'm constantly trying to look at what, you know, what is one of our customers going to see? What's their, what's, you know, what's their view of my store? And, uh, so anyway, so I would say that would be it. And if you, if you roll with it, you keep, you know, you got to keep a positive outlook and a positive attitude, regardless of all the the BS that's going on or whatever you want to call it. Either way, it's a hardship for everyone. And, um, you know, you kind of still have to just keep your head up and, and treat people, um, you know, with, uh, you know, a lot of care and, and, uh, uh, respect. And that's what, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah so. And kind of lead through it. Right. So that sounds good. What is one thing you now know that you wish you would have known when you started your food service journey? Oh, there's a few things. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is, um, but you know, before you are going to invest into any type of business is, um, having all your ducks in a row, you know, um, you, it takes two to three years to establish a self-employed, um, income, you know, for, for, for loan purposes. So for you, if you're working somewhere and you're fed up or you're just like, oh, there's so much more that I should be doing. And, you know, believe me, I always thought about owning a restaurant. I always thought it'd be great. And I thought it'd be fun because, you know, I'm a very, very finicky eater and I'm a very finicky patron when I go to restaurants. So I was like, okay, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to own a restaurant and I'll, I'll run it the way I would want to be served. And, um, and I didn't think about all those other things. And so it's like, you know, so make sure you're all, any loans that you want to get, car, house, whatever it is, make sure before you quit that day job, you've got all that lined up because um, banks, when they see that you're self-employed, they're going to be like, oh, okay, even if you're doing phenomenal, they're going to be like, oh, but you're self-employed and you've only been self-employed for six months and I don't care if you're making this amount a month, um, you know, we need you to establish that. So so that's probably one of the biggest things. Good point. 
Um, you know, the other thing, you know, and if I can expand a little bit on that, because I think this is really important yeah. to people that are interested in opening a restaurant is, um, you know, the, um, full service restaurant magazine, FSR, um, this is from them. And it, you know, they, there, you'll see the percentages may be a little different from different people, but you know, they say that 60% of restaurants do not make it past the first year. And then they say 80% of the businesses within five years fail. So, I mean, that, that's, those are a very critical, very sobering. Right. I mean, that, that's, yeah. and, and if you think about it, you'll be like, okay, wow, that, okay, that, where'd that restaurant go? Or where did that, and, and but then you also, you also like, well, did I ever go there? And, you know, no, or was there a reason to go there? Or was there, what would be the, and that's, and that's why I'm always astonished by the amount of, uh, Restaurants that just pop open, build out is expensive. It's it's at the very least hundred, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, you know, and some of those, um, oh my god, what was the, um, you know, if you watch Cool Springs, you know, the par- place that was there before Party Foul, that was probably a million and a half build out. It was an amazing, yeah. beautiful restaurant. Um, but right. you know, it's just like. And even they, with all that money and all that backing, and they had a brand and everything else, didn't matter. Uh, so one thing, I, it's just it, so that's something to me is like people have to realize that unless you've got something that's phenomenal and you're going to approach it with that gusto, um, then then you know you're going to have a chance. And yeah, you can hit it out of the park, but then again, you know most people don't. So, um, so that was probably one of right. the, one of the things is just how difficult it is. I mean, it's, I, I seriously have not worked this hard for the, for this small amount of return. Uh, I do get a lot of return mm-hmm. in the goodwill I do for the area and for the customers that I've met. I've, I've, I've made, you know, several personal friends, uh, from this that I, you know, I never would have before and, um, you know, and, and getting involved with the city, et cetera. And, and uh, getting to know the mayor and uh, both mayors. And so that stuff is, is something I, re- I didn't think, you know, I didn't even think about that because I'm just like, you know, why would I put those two together? But down, downtown Franklin right. is, 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 it's one of those areas where that, that happens. And um, right. so, but, you know, I would say really um, kind of having your ducks in a row before you do it, I think is the, probably one of the biggest lessons that, you know, people need to do. Yeah. And, and I think Sean, Sean Walshiff, who has been on Feeding Your Passion, he does, um, he's a restaurant owner, also does, uh, a, has a podcast called Digital Hospitality. And so his focus is, hey, let's be a digital first restaurant to create that customer base, to create a connection, to create more long-term sustainable business. And I know during COVID, a lot of restaurant owners are saying, how do I need to change my business to make it? more st- sustainable, connect deeper with my customers and create a greater margin just because I'm running a better business model. So a lot of people are digging in and looking at that right now, as you've talked about as well. Yeah. Well, best of luck to them. It is, it's not easy by any means. Yeah. So, so um, tell us your most challenging moment as a restaurant tour and, and tell us that story and what you gained or learned through that experience. And it may be coronavirus related or it may be something else. Yeah, I would, I would say, um, you know, the, the seasonal business is difficult. You know, our, 
our business is somewhat seasonal. Almost, you know, eight months out of the year, our business is, is fairly strong. And then as the, the temperature cools down and the weather turns, uh, it slows down a bit. So, but we, we work on, we've worked on things to kind of offset that, you know, by, you know, we have soup season starts in October and that's phenomenal. A lot of our customers love that. So there your, there's your good hot options. And then, you know, so far this year has been mild. So we've been kind of lucky with a very, you know, an amazing fall November. So winter hasn't, hasn't struck us yet. So, um, but getting used to budgeting that way is really difficult. It really is. I mean, you know, try, you know, people that own their own businesses and maybe, you know, real estate, you know, people that are in real estate, et cetera, possibly go, they probably go through this as well. But, you know, you know, you go six, six months with income and then you go two months without income. If, if you don't have uh, a reserve and you don't budget and you don't have that right, I mean, that, that, that's, that was a huge adjustment for me because I, I always consistently had a sure. monthly income and, uh, and I would just budget everything according to that and, and everything was status quo. But, you know, November, December, literally November, December is like one month of business. And then February is not great either. And, um, but January's January is good for us. Everybody starts their new year's resolutions. We're actually open on new year's day because people really want to start it on the first. They don't want to okay. wait. Till the second. So we're actually, um, we have, we have, we have holiday hours, but we're open from 11 to five on new year's day. And, um, you know, um, so anyway, so I would say the seasonality and the budgeting for seasonality. Um, you know, the other th- other thing is get really getting through the, you know, natural disasters, tornadoes, and then you know pandemics. Of course, the pandemic is not something that, you know, hopefully we're not going to deal with another one. I don't know if we can handle another one. Um, yeah, you know, but you know, anytime soon. But that's not no. something. I, you know, when I was in, when I did the international business development, I uh, traveled to China on a mo- almost a monthly basis and. So I was part of the group the, during SARS, and um, and when SARS first hit, there was no, there was a travel ban, but there was nothing like that in the U.S. There was a massive travel ban, and then um, you know I was one of the first wave of developers that traveled back to Asia when they lifted the travel ban, and um, so and, and nobody was traveling. I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, it was just it was very easy to get around Hong Kong, which is super heavily dense, po- densely populated. And we stayed at the Shangri-La for, I think 80 bucks a night. I mean, it was crazy business class, yeah. maybe $1,500. So anyway, so it was, so yeah. the benefits of it, but, but you know, it was, again, it was the, pe- there's always that first wave that has to build confidence with uh, travel and everything else. And, you know, our area, our city, you know, Franklin is a, t- a tourist city. Visit Franklin, Ellie, right. uh, Ellie Westman Chen has done an amazing job with her group and she's got a, she's got a good team as well. And, um, you know, they've got a huge struggle. Like we would get people from all over, um, the world wanting to come to Americana, <laughs> you know, I want to see yeah. like, see Franklin and West. Yeah. Yeah. And downtown Franklin. Yeah, let's, hope, let, let's hope, uh, I, I would say in our lifetime, we'll never have a tornado shut down the largest food service distributor <laughs> in this market. And that's Cisco. And they've done a phenomenal job. I know rebounding and, the power of Cisco has been able to come together and, you know, five surrounding operating companies out of, like you said, Louisville, Knoxville, Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Alabama, and Memphis to service this market. And they'll, they will reopen again next July is their projected date. So hopefully. Fantastic. Bigger and better. It's going to be 33% larger. Uh, they're rebuilding their whole cooler and freezer. So wow. uh, they'll be bigger and better than ever when they come back. 
I'm sure they will. And big shout out to Bart. Bart's our rep, and he's phenomenal, and he, uh, yeah. he's looking out for us. I've asked him. I was like, Bart, hey, man, after the, after the tornado, I wanted to see if I could go over there to pick stuff up because, you know, they had our cups. They had, like, dry goods. I, they had things that it's like, you know, maybe the tornado maybe ripped open the packaging, but you know what? If the package is still sealed, can I go? Yeah, the dry warehouse was in pretty good shape. Yeah. So, so well, good. Fantastic. So what are the – uh, from an innovation standpoint, um, what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing that you'd like to see drive industry innovation? Is there anything that comes to mind from that perspective? Well, I, um, you know, I love the apps and what it can do for food and uh, the delivery services and what it can, you know, every, the whole, um, the whole landscape has changed in regards to how people are getting their food, you know, so you got to take that Amazon approach. So the more, the food industry can think and, and then not only just think about what Amazon would do, but think ahead of what Amazon would do. And that's, you know, I'm a fan of Steve Jobs. That's what he would do. He would always think about, not don't think about now, think about, you know, uh, where you want to go and not just, or what would they do? Right. You know, where are they going to go? Right? right. So I like that. Um, you know, so I think the apps and the food, the more they're integrated and um, the better they work and the easier, because everybody now, you know, because, Technology has made things so instantly accessible and gratifying that if there's just a little bit of a glitch or a delay, man, <laughs> forget about it. You know, people want, right. they want to order something. They want it there either that day or the next day. And, um, you know, and that, and that will keep, uh, just keep, uh, uh, increasing is that it, is that expectation? Yeah. The expectation you know? will continue uh, to uh, increase. To, yeah. Like, well, wait a minute, you know, hey, I can get my I can get my food delivered here in thirty minutes. Why is it taking you an hour? So that's yeah. you know, so I think, and you've seen it. You've seen it with grocery stores, and so it needs to happen with food, and it needs to happen with everything else. And and the the people that that um, that adapt really, it's it's adapt, change, and succeed kind of thing. Right. You know, when you do yeah. that, um, you know, and just be open to it. You know, because I, I held off for a little bit and then, you know, COVID kind of forced me into it um, because I was wanting right. to do some other things for me. And uh, so it's it's worked out and things are really good. And and so I'm, uh, I'm happy. And there's a lot a lot of different things that I want to see um, uh, happen and uh, some things that I'm, I'm working on um, personally yeah. to also it's like, you know, hey, because I've always I've always had the business acumen of like if someone's not doing it, um then figure out a way to do it yourself if you had the means, you know, or, or figure yeah. out how to influence or figure out how to get involved with a group that could actually do it rather than wait around for someone to de- you know develop something that was kind of right. like what you wanted. So I've always had. So is an, yeah. So as an inventor, you're kind of thinking about, you're working on a inventory technology project, right? And, and uh, some things like that. I look forward to, We'll have you back on as that gets developed and, and talk about that. But industry innovation, I think, yeah. is critical for the food service industry. Thank you. Yeah, that'll, so, make, that'll, well, make, good. that'll make me finish it, Eric. So I appreciate that. But, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the things that, that bother me the most are the things I want to change. And um, sure. And I guarantee you any of our restaurant managers or supervisors or, or back-of-the-house managers that have to do inventory when the store is closed or maybe some weird time, maybe on Sunday – Sunday evening or Monday yeah. morning at five. Who, who wants to do that? Right. So anyway, so there's, there's ways that I've already 
figured out. It's like, you know what, this is what needs to happen. And I'm not going to, and I don't like just, I don't like just saying, oh, you know, hey, why don't you do this? I don't, I don't, I'd like, you know what, I, I could do it better. So I'll build, I'll build something better. I'll build something. Yeah. Necessity like, is the mother of invention. 2030 rather than build something that's, you know, 2015. Cause that's, that's one of the right. problems that you see with technology is that by the time it launches, it's already outdated. So the thing right. is, is you want to think about, okay, well, what, how, how simple does this have to be? And the, the answer right. is as simple as, Very. as technology will allow. So, Right. Very simple. Simpler the better. Well, fantastic. Let's, let's shift gears and roll into the final crumbs real quick. So the final crumb segment uh, is driven off one of my favorite quotes. I'd rather uh, have a crumb from the table of a winner than a full meal from the table of a loser. And I don't mean that disrespectfully in any way. I just mean that I'd rather learn from people who have got the smoke of battle on them that have done what I want to do. And I want to learn from them. I mean, there are so many people out there that will give you all the advice in the world and they've never done it. And I think it's important that everybody's extremely careful at who they take advice from. You only live life once. So let's, so we're going to eat some crumbs from the table of a winner because you're in the arena. So real quick, uh, what is one thing you're the most passionate about today? Um, our safety equaled with amazing food and music, food immunity boosting offerings. Can't say that right. enough. Safety and um, really uh, healthy food. That's going to really um, it can really change someone's life. So, and and I will say, being in the restaurant industry, there's a lot of data out right now saying that people are looking for functional foods. They want foods that do something for their body. And, and immune boost is one of the key things. So your concept, I love Juice Bar, was established on that concept. So you're way ahead of the trend there. So what is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, well, I read a lot of biographies and I love reading about people. You know, to me, that's much more interesting to me than, uh, than fiction. So, um, you know, Oprah's always inspired me in regards to her you know, her approach and how, you know, how she knocked down barriers, et cetera. So, um, one of hers was, you know, regardless of what job you're going to do, do, do the best job you can. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, like for me, I do everything in the store. If the floor needs to be sweep, swept, if the staff is busy, I sweep the floor and I do the best job I can. And, and, and you know, so, so the point in that is, is that if you get, if you get your body and your mind, um, already in that approach to where, if you're going to do something, you're going to do a great job at it. Even, I mean, all the way from right. sweeping, raking leaves, whatever you want to call it, to payroll or to something advanced, do your best. And, and you know, and, and, and yeah. really, that's and that's a trait of a successful person. And uh, that always stuck with me because I believe I, I just was like, man, that just that's she nailed it. I mean, it's it's so true. Yeah. People that do really well yeah. in whatever they whatever job task they're given, those are successful people. Great, great advice, and Oprah's from right here in Nashville, the Nashville area too, right? Pretty amazing. So that's great. Yeah. So, what book would you recommend to Passion Nation, and why? Uh, I would say um, E Myth by Michael Gerber, and um, actually Michael Walton turned me on from Walton's Jeweler right down the street. Um, E Myth basically um, has a lot of different um, business philosophies, et cetera. But the one thing that stuck with me the most is that if you are the backbone of your business, um, the value of your business is uh, basically rides on you. Uh, so you want your business to be able to run just as amazing 
into your standard when you're not there. And uh, the more businesses that take that approach, so that's it's huge because that means, you know what, you have to have really good people and you have to take care of them. If you treat them badly, they leave. They leave and they go somewhere else. And, and, that's, and that's one of the bad things in our industry. There are a lot of people that just get stressed out. They get somebody that's, that is not good to them. And they, 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 leave. they just walk out. They don't resign. It's not, you know, they leave and they don't come back. Right. So, you know, and you know, you know who your good people are and, and you know who, who, who are good fits and who aren't. I'm not going to say good people are bad. I'll say there's good fits and then there's people that aren't good fits. That's right. So, you know, and, and when you, when you know your good fits, you make sure you keep them happy. And, uh, and then they, right. and then you, but you, you know, I do come in the store and I'll make stuff with, with, uh, side by side with someone who just started and, and, um, and discuss with things while I'm making them. And, and that's also, that's a, that's a very much a, a Vui approach as well. Cause Vui is very hands-on and she's very in the kitchen all the time. If you go to Vui's kitchen, um, you'll, you'll, depending on which one you go to, she hops around to all of them and juice bars. Sure. So, um, so you'll, you'll see her. And if you see her, she's going to be making food. <laughs> so she's not going right. to be, she she be in a suit. That's what she's she's going to be, um, leaves her sleeves rolled up and she's going to be doing something. Um, even, you know, I mean, she, she's come to my store and a trash can is empty. She doesn't look to find someone to empty. She goes and empties it. You know what? She does it. Yeah. You know what, you and know. we had lunch there. We had lunch there today in, in the Berry Hill area. Oh, so. fantastic. What'd you think? That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, I had the rice bowl with uh, lemongrass beef. Fantastic. Yeah. Vui's Thanks. Kitchen is good. We'll have to – I'll look forward to having Vui on Feeding Your Passion yeah, yeah. sometime I'll soon. You, I'll pass you her, um, her contact. But, yeah, she, she's phenomenal. Uh, she's the We'd type of person to. that you can say, okay, I only have these ingredients. What's the best thing you can make? And she, she'll make some. She'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, as we uh, wrap up here, let's look at uh, a piece of advice for food service sales professionals. Uh, What's a piece of advice you would give them on how they can earn trusted advisor status with you (laughs) or with a restaurant owner? Oh, I think I've been lucky because I I really, you know, the, the people that I've had um, that have uh, served, served us has been, they've been, they've been great. They have been very personable. And the ones that are that are more personal are the better ones. You know, I can't, right. I can't, you know, I can't stress that enough. Um, they they communicate and they communicate well. You know, if you know, one of the worst things that can happen to a restaurant is, um, you know, you've got a busy day coming, you're out of something, and you're waiting for that truck to arrive. You're literally watch, you know, looking at the clock, looking at the app because they actually have. Um, they have a, a delivery app that'll show where the truck is. You're looking at that app sure. and you're like, man, when is this guy coming? Um, because you're waiting on an ingredient. You're trying to figure out now, should I go out and get it? <laughs> or, you know, usually it's, it's something that's several cases. So you can't usually just go grab a, a you know, several cases of something. So, um, so communication and when, you know, and the reps tell us, Hey, I want to give you a heads up. We're out of that. You know, what about this? Or give you a heads up because trying to nothing's, worse than you placing an order and 90% of your order arrives and the other stuff. You're like, well, where's this other stuff? It's like, Oh, we're out. It's like, well, okay, well now I got to scramble. So that's probably one of the, the, you know, best things and, you know, and, and providing alternatives, but the personal and the communication approaches is is great. Um, you know, and the, the companies that we've used that have been out of state and not had a local rep, um, 
we, we actually don't use them anymore. We, um, it, we yeah. tried it. We thought it would be a, um, it'd be, it would be something for us. And if they, if they approached it like a Cisco or they approached it like, um, a Bloomsbury or one of our, you know, one of our great partners, then, um, they probably would have been okay and still be around, but they didn't. And, you know, so those relationships are important, right? Those yeah, pe- yeah. people, technology and efficiency is important, but that personal relationship, somebody knowing your business, understanding the urgency, that's all extremely important. It sounds like. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is the best thing for, you know, for our pros out there and, and our pros out here, they're, they know that they know, they know it and they, yeah. they reach out and they talk to people and they make sure that's like, you know, they get to, they get to know. And, and the thing that's nice about it is when you do build a, build a relationship, you can let your guard down and you can just be like, man, this, this is not cool. This is, you know, you can, you know, and, right. and, uh, and they get it, you know, they get it and they really try to try to help your business. Oh yeah. And those, no doubt, you know, and in this industry, as many champions you can have on your side, you know, the, the happier you will be because it's, it's extremely difficult. That's right. Yeah. They know how to navigate the rapids out there so that you can focus on running your, running your operation between your four walls. Right. So that, that's right. There are a lot of tremendous food service sales professionals out there to support you for sure. So, so as we wrap up, we're going to move on to the, sweet course and and kind of in this virtual vip dining experience with jason collins but let's wrap up with jason why don't you share one final piece of sweet advice as we wrap up with our listeners let's see um well let's see uh i would say you know you work for your team that's one of the things you're going to have to accept if you're if you're if you're one of those managers that is like Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push my team. And it's like, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be by yourself and you're going to be working by yourself and you'll realize how you can't run a restaurant by yourself. I mean, that's, that's the best thing I mean, right. to me. And, and, um, you know, you're long, you know, we have a lot of long-term staff members. So if I'm not here, say hello to Olga, you know, she's our kitchen manager. She's been with me since I've opened the store. She's, um, she's a partner. She's phenomenal. And, um, and so she's, and she actually started out with Vui, um, in the, in front, in, in store number one, which was in Brentwood. Really? So yeah. Okay. So she's another person to say hello to. Um, but our staff, we have, yeah. we, uh, we have people that have been with us for years. And, uh, and the thing that's right. nice is, is we'll have people that will be here, um, you know, work for us in the summer. And then when they come home from school, they work for us, you know, when they're home from school and, you know, we love that. You know, we love that. We love having the consistency. We love having um, just um, the friendly people and, you know, that we keep that going. So, but that, that's one Great. of the things. And, um, you know, we'd really love to have, um, you know, if you haven't been here, you know, if you have or haven't been here in a while, we'd love to have you come out. Um, it, it, means, it means a lot to us in this day and time. We will make things the way you want them. If you're not happy with them, you know, just let us know and try something else. Um, we, uh, we just, we really um, appreciate the community and and uh, all of our customers, and you know, would would love to have you have you come in and, and try things out about what we've been talking about today. Great, great, and we appreciate you spending the time with us, Jason. That that is uh, to all of our listeners. That's a heartfelt invitation from the owner. And uh, when you go dine at uh, I Love Juice Bar now, you're you are a guest of the owner. You know the owner, and go let's go support him. And uh, so, everyone, thank you for joining us today. I also want to thank 
Jason, for serving as customers in the industry today and spending this time with us. And uh, go visit Jason at I Love Juice Bar in Franklin, Tennessee. And always remember that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So today you've been hanging out with Eric and Jason. With that, we'll catch you on the next episode of Feeding Your Passion. Until then, go be great, Passion Nation. Thank you. All right. There we go. We got it. Beautiful. So, good job, man. Thank you. Very good job. Yeah, thank you for spending that time with us. So I'll uh didn't Jason Collins do an awesome job on today's episode? He is the owner of the I Love Juice Bar downtown Franklin, Tennessee. There are 32 locations nationally. Check online to see if there's a location near you, wherever you are vacationing or traveling on business. Also, if you're a restaurant owner or know a restaurant owner that would love to give back to the industry during this time by sharing their insights and inspiration with the Feeding Your Passion audience, then please email me with the name, email address, and name of the restaurant. I would love to connect. My email address for the show is eric at feedingyourpassion.com. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe. Also, please visit our website, feedingyourpassion.com, to sign up for our email list so that we can deliver each episode right to your inbox and so that you can give us feedback on our content because we want to be dialed in to what you're passionate about. Until next time, go be great, Passion Nation.